Hey, this is Nice Shady Echo, the podcast whose name is coincidentally based on witches who are high as shit humping brooms. I'm Ryan, your host, along with... I'm Susan. And uh, just a little background on me, I'm an anthropology major, focusing folklore, uh, I also did historic preservation for a while in archaeology. Susan, uh, you explain what you do. I like crystals <laughs> and other... Uh, metaphysical type things. She does metaphysical supply and uh, sells gemstones and crystals and other witchery type things, even though she's not really a witch. Correct. So, uh, just a little uh, little things that we gathered over the week. Um, we had some weird stuff in our life happen over the past week. Uh, just to tell a little story. So, I collect stamps and... Uh, Envelopes, they're called first class uh, cachets. It's like a little envelope that's been decorated and whatnot. So I buy these off of eBay and they're pretty cheap. You can get them for like, I don't know, like 30, 40 cents shipped and the guy ships them to you with a stamp so there's no tracking or anything. Well, I received about six or seven of them um, and one of them had gemstones and whatnot. And it was right before Susan's birthday, which is in late February. So I got those in the mail and I showed them to her. She's like, oh, those are neat, whatever. She's not big into it or anything, but I, I thought it was cool because of gemstones and things she, you know, collects and whatnot. They go missing like a couple of weeks later, sometime in early March. I cannot find them. I thought maybe she threw them away because they were in an envelope. Well, kind of come to find out that uh, these motherfuckers showed up in the mail uh, this last Tuesday or Wednesday. And uh, so apparently we had a time slip. Well, I'll tell you about it. It was really weird. Um, I remember him showing it to me right right before my birthday. I could even tell you exactly what it looked like. And then I do remember him asking if I threw it away. And I was like, well, I hope not because <laughs> that's money that went in the trash, you know. And so when he got it back in the mail, like he'd asked me about it. Um, actually, not that long ago. And all of a sudden it yeah, showed like up in the mail. Yeah. And I kept thinking, I'm like, well, did I maybe accidentally mail it back to ourselves? However, when we got it back, it only had one stamp over the stamp. I think if it had went back to St. Louis um, and then come back to us, that it probably would have had another stamp on it um, stating that it had been in the mail more than once. Then on top of it, it was postmarked uh, March 19th, which was just you know last week or the week before, a week and a half ago. So those had been freshly mailed to us and had not been double stamped or anything. I didn't have the address of the guy who sent them to me, so there's no way I could have sent them back to him, you know, because the envelope was destroyed. You couldn't have done it, and I didn't want to look on eBay, and, you know, I just I don't return things I get off of eBay, even if, you know, it's shitty or whatnot. 
So I just thought that was really weird. It was like we had a time slip. I know for sure I got those in the mail. I know for sure that I asked Susan to look at them. She saw them, and we got them in the mail. They disappeared and came back to us. Yeah, I think that if I hadn't seen them, I wouldn't have been able to tell you what one of the other postcards had looked like that you got from that same person. Um, it was a, a vintage fish. It was like fish stamps on an envelope. You know, it was like a whole collection that had came out at that time, like back in the 70s. The one with gemstones, I think, it was like the late 70s as well. Well, the fish one I remember was like this weird, ugly, like sage green. I, like I, I mean, definitely like 60, 70 <laughs> color I liked it. green. It was, like a, it was like a, you know, how like you go to the post office and they'll have like a collection of stamps. Like one will be like flowers or there'll be, you know, just whatever flags. Well, this one was, you know, it was a collection of gemstones. The other one was fish. And then I had a couple others and all of them came back to us. They just, they, we had them, they disappeared, they went away. I thought they were lost. I thought she threw them away. And then, oh, you know, lo and behold, here they come in the mail. And I was I was shocked as shit because I was like, well, maybe, you know, I, when I got the package, I was like, well, I guess I bought something else or maybe he forgot to ship something to me. No, it was the it was the, the same fucking envelopes that we had already had. Yeah, and then it, the postmark date was for, like, at least, at least four weeks from when he already purchased it. So um, on the stamp, it said it was... Done on the 19th, 19th yeah. and then we got it, I don't know, like three or four days later. Yeah, I just thought that week. was weird that it, why did it take so long for this person to ship it out when I know that they ship stuff out like pretty well within 24 hours usually. They're really fast. We've bought from them from before. so I've bought from them for years and usually they ship within the same week. I mean, the guy sells like 10,000 items a, a month, so he's like a super power seller. Right. So it's been so, out of his norm to wait a month to ship those. It's really weird. Right, so that that kind of also added to it. Like, why was the ship down on the nineteenth when we already knew that it was shipped? That in was February. well over a month since I had I had purchased the items. Very odd. Well, something else happened, uh, not directly to me, but to my parents. Um, the house that I grew up in um, it's haunted as fuck. I'm just gonna say it that way. It's haunted as shit. We've seen things in this house as long as I can remember. I mean, like the first instance I ever had. I was a small child. Like, I was probably, like, seven or eight, probably third, maybe second or third grade, you know. I won't say what it was, but we'll leave it to another show. However, my parents are trying to sell this house. They've been trying to sell it for what seems like two years. They renovated it. They put a lot of work into it, a lot of money. They just can't sell this house. Now, now, they've showed it, you know, multiple, multiple, multiple times to several people. Everybody falls through. Something comes up. Somebody dies or it's just whatever. And we blame it on the ghost. We blame these the, the spirits. They don't want my parents to leave. They don't. They don't. And then it's, you know, something weird happens. Crashes. You'll smell cigarette smoke. They don't smoke. Nobody smokes in the house. Nobody smoked in the house for at least 30 years, 40 years before my parents bought it. And then we'll see ghost animals, which is really weird. You know, like my, my mom has a small dog, and she swore that it had darted off the bed, you know, to go use the potty pad. No, it was still in the bed. Like she physically saw this thing jump off the bed, go use the potty pad, and it the the dog was still there. That's extra creepy, honestly. I don't want to see um, ghost animals. <laughs> it's it's really weird. We've had several animals, you know, die in the house over the last twenty five years. I mean, my parents bought the house when I was, uh, I think, two or three years old. So and I'm almost, I'm thirty. So you know, they've had it for almost thirty years. Uh, do Do you remember ever seeing anything in the in the house? 
Not me personally. Um, however, stuff would catch me at, at the end of the hallway, yep. at the corner of my eye, as if like you couldn't quite see it, like it was right out of reach, um, which would make you like stare at the hallway for a little while, thinking, the f- what the hell? But then, like, nothing ever physically showed up for me. Uh, but I do remember, um, I think we were in the living room, and then all of a sudden you, like, you, like, looked over, and you said that there was a guy w- with only half of a body just, like, standing there. I don't remember that. Um, at the entryway, like, where you thought you saw your brother oh. in the living room. Okay, yeah. In the doorway. So I remember you saying that it was a half a man, um, just the legs. Hmm. Not the top. Oh, part. just the legs had walked across there. Yes, you were. Yeah, it was yeah. right there, like in the kitchen, like entryway to the living room. Yeah. That was that was pretty weird. I was. You were saying that you thought it had been like two years since for sure that they were like, oh, yep, we're ready to move. And I know mm-hmm. it is because um, our son is almost two, and we moved when he was like three to four weeks old. So mm-hmm. it's been it's been they almost were, they two were years. Ready to move in, yeah. That's the reason why we had moved out. I mean, we, we've seen animals. I, I personally have seen, and probably at least 10 different things, um, you know, s- several of them people, four, four for sure people, maybe five, I mean, including those legs, six. And then I have seen past pets that I've had that I was very close to. I saw um, two of our English Bulldogs in the house and outside the house. Um, and then we saw, or I saw what looked like a, <laughs> if my brother has this really hyper lab, and uh, he lives in uh, North Dakota, and we're in Missouri. And she likes to hop. These labs like to hop almost like they're galloping like a horse. And I saw a black mass hopping down the hallway and then head left into my parents' room. Um, whatever it was, it wasn't a dog because they weren't, they weren't there. They were in freaking North Dakota, you know. But uh, just totally weird things that happened with my parents' house. They They think that the ghosts don't want them to leave because, I mean... Every time something happens in the house, you know, something falls through or they can't sell the house, somebody who had looked at the house, doesn't they can't get approved or, you know, and I know things like that happen naturally when you're selling a house. However, it's just really super coincidental that these things coincide with each other. And then happen to have, like, more ghost activity, um, like, after like they just were told this past week that those the last people, even though they were pre-approved, they didn't want the house. Um, I'm like, well, if they were interested, why would they even come and like look at it? <laughs> so I thought that was weird. And then like a couple of days later, that's when they heard all the glass shattering. Yeah, they heard and- glass shattering. They heard big bangs. Like my dad thought my mom fell in the shower. And, uh, and then she came out thinking that he had fell down. And then they couldn't find anything that had fallen. And they said it was loud enough that it sounded like, you know, a big crash. And that happens quite frequently in that house. It's really, really odd. Uh, and this is thing. It's really ramped up, say, since 2010. Um, so it's 2021 now. It's been 11 years since it's really ramped up. And it seems like things happen usually, I mean, pretty frequently. Like every couple of weeks, something weird happens. I mean, they'll hear. Oh, they also heard uh, disembodied voices uh, this last week. Dad said that it sounded like somebody was on a walkie-talkie down the hallway. Like, it was real faint, but it sounded like it was on a walkie-talkie, some guy talking. And they don't have neighbors that are that close that you can hear them inside the house, you know. All I know is if I heard some walkie-talkie voices in my house, I probably would 
not live there anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, I've heard things. My brother's been grabbed. I personally have never been touched, uh, but I've heard voices and I've seen several, several, several things. And it's just really, really weird. Here's the news headlines. Gizmodo reports the scientists have figured out why a certain type of rabbit walks around on its front paws doing handstands. These rabbits, native to France, of course, were first discovered in 1935. The reason why seems to be a mutation in the gene which is required for jumping. This makes the rabbit spaz out, switch its balance from its hind legs to its front paws. Thank you, France. What do you think about freaking rabbits doing handstands walking? I, I'm pretty sure if I saw an animal on it doing a handstand coming towards me, I probably would also think that's very weird and go in the other direction because I would think we're about to have, it's just not a good thing. It's not a good sign when animals are going in the opposite direction that they normally do, especially when they're standing. Now, I know small male dogs will sometimes they'll hike up on their front legs and piss while they're on their hind legs or on their front paws. My mom had a Maltese that did this. Well, he was kind of retarded and he was blind and was about 20 years old. So I don't know if they had anything that happened with, you know, had to do anything with him or if he was just handicapped or what, but he would, he would go on his front paws and kind of like balance on his front paws and piss and he'd piss all over himself while, <laughs> while he was, <laughs> while he was doing this. So I watched the video and it's, they said that these rabbits get skittish, and when they get skittish, that the brain malfunctions, and they do handstands, and they, they did. These little motherfuckers just, just jump up on their front hands and just start walking across there. It's just, I don't know, I just thought that was ext- extremely weird. Yeah, I don't like that. Our next story is uh, from unexplainedmysteries.com. They report that an anonymous person emailed them a photo. Uh, this photo allegedly was from 1970s and was taken by their their father. This photo contained a picture of the Mothman. Everybody knows who the Mothman is if you're listening to this. If not, he's go a, look it up. Yeah, go look it up. It's a winged <laughs> creature with red eyes that attacked people over in West Virginia. Um, or Virginia, over in the Northeast. Somewhere around in there. So the update is this photo actually turned out to be just a still photo from a 2012 YouTube video of a bear climbing a tree. And you can find that video on YouTube by searching bear climbing a tree. <laughs> this it kind of pisses me off in a way because we have the same situation with the Bigfoot all the fucking time. You know, we have evidence that comes forth and we find out, oh, no, this is some random guy in a ghillie suit. And they, uh, like, there was a famous one just a couple of, maybe last year or the year before, of a drone video where a Bigfoot was walking across there. ends up it was a publicity stunt from the whole fucking, uh, the conservation department to get, what? yeah, to get basically publicity. Yeah. And, but it was done really, really well. And it was uploaded by, like, this anonymous person. Oh, real anonymous. Yeah, and everybody's like, oh, man, that's a fucking Bigfoot. You know, look at it. It's it's from the fucking conservation, you know? But no, it was it was all fake. It was actually the government. Yeah, the government, of course. <laughs> you know, not like they try to fuck us already, but now they're trying to, trying to just screw Bigfoot up for us, you know? How rude. But we have this all the time with people just trying to falsify information, and it discredits everything that comes forth that is credible. You know, we have so many credible stories and witnesses. And this just completely ruins it, you know? It makes me mad that people do this. People just, um, they just think it's all fun and games. But you know what? I'm pretty sure they wouldn't like it if they saw Bigfoot in person. So um, I'm going to need people to get it together. Our last story here from our news is the LAD Bible is reporting that Pastor Christ Penelope 
of the Sevenfold Holy Spirit Ministries in the South African village of Guyana. That's spelled G-I-Y-A-N-I. Not sure if I'm close to even even close to, to, to saying that right. By Guyana, claims to be able to heal people by farting on them. One church member noted, we come to church for prayers, not to be farted on. However, the pastor replied, I don't fart on people, I heal them by farting. Now, there's no word on whether or not shitting on people makes it you know, stronger or not, the healing. <laughs> we hear a lot of weird stuff out of Africa. Now, I don't know if it's because of the culture of uh, you know, voodoo and witch doctors and shamans and things are still very prevalent. You know, a lot of uh, natural medicine is very prevalent in Africa, uh, more so than it is pretty much anywhere else. It's very tribal. You know, I don't know what the fuck the guy was thinking of farting on people, but, you know, maybe he was possessed by the Holy Spirit to fart on people. Probably. Now, was this the Holy Spirit exiting his body? Through his ass? Through his ass. (laughs) Also, maybe? (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I just thought that was really weird. This has been the NSC Weekly News. Stay tuned for our main topic, Oily Oliver. (laughs) Gay! Coming up next. Susan, have you ever heard of Oily Oliver? Um, not really. Not until you started writing your book. So that's a no. You've never heard of Oily Oliver? No. Now I'm going to guess probably 99.5% of the people listening to this has never heard of Oily Oliver either. Maybe not unless you're from, what is that, New Jersey? New Jersey. If you're in New Jersey and you've heard of Oily Oily Oliver, I would love to know that. Yeah, if you've ever heard of Oily Oliver or any stories of your great-grandparents or great-great-great-grandparents encountering Oily Oliver, please send us a message at nightshadeechoes at gmail.com. Now, this takes place in Hackensack, New Jersey. On June 5th, 1917, Harry Quackenbush and seven of his friends took a holiday canoeing on the Hackensack River. It was a long day, and Quackenbush dropped off two of his friends, and the remaining five of them went to take a trolley at Zabriskie's Pond close to Main Street. I have no idea where that's at. I am not familiar with New Jersey or Hackensack. As they made their way close to the railroad crossing at New Bridge Road, they saw something in the full light of the moon. They, this is in quotations. It was a man, but huge, massive, and he was naked and white. <laughs> <laughs> But the witness was sort of, or, oh, it was the whiteness was dull, dulled by something. So this gigantic ass white naked thing was dulled by something. The gang of friends continued closer to the man as they made their way to the trolley. The strange man suddenly crouched on all fours like a big animal, galloped through the high grass along the edge of the road and along the tracks like an animal. The friends continued past the railroad tracks, noticing an oil-filled barrel that was sunken into the ground. That's when they heard splashing in the barrel and up to his <laughs> up to his neck and hands grasping the outer edge they moved around this, this guy was there was either one or two guys and they were in an oil barrel so apparently a long time ago in the train tracks along the tracks they would set these gigantic like keg looking barrels full of oil so that they could lubricate the the tracks and i don't know if this was like a clear oil i'm assuming that it was a dark oil because they said mm-hmm. it was dulled by something 
So this motherfucker was swimming in a wooden barrel of oil in the at, at midnight, basically. On the tracks. Yeah, and he just pops <laughs> up like a dolphin with his hands on the edge. <laughs> there he was, you know, <laughs> this naked, <laughs> naked, hairy, giant guy in this uh, in this oil, bowl, <laughs> oil barrel. The friends took off running back up the road to get away from the naked, oiled, crazy man. Uh, they eventually made their way to the trolley, and they told the story to the conductor. However, the conductor was like, oh, yeah, you just had an encounter with Oily Oliver. Like, oh, okay. This happened enough <laughs> that the conductor was like, oh, yeah, that's just, that's just a crazy guy down the street naked in the oil barrel. We see him all the time, you know? No big deal. <laughs> the conductor said they would notify the police. However, Harry Quackenbush and his friends figured to take their, the measure into their own hands. So they went and got their shotguns, flashlights, and a couple other friends, and they tracked Oliver across the town. He did leave tracks, oily tracks on the ground, and I'm assuming back then it was probably a dirt road or a brick road, and so they followed him for what seemed like hours along the Kinder Kamak Road up to the river edge into a couple of empty houses where Oliver had gone into these houses, snatched probably food or clothes, and he ran back out of these houses now, I don't know why Quackenbush had ran up through there. Like, I don't know if he entered the houses and was like, hey, we're coming looking for this naked guy, you know, with their guns. I mean, I don't know who let them in the houses, but it seemed like from the story that I read that they just went up in the houses and came back out, you know, following the tracks. The tracks eventually led to armed guards at the Hackensack Water Company plant who told them they had also seen Ole Oliver. So that's basically where the main story stops. However, over the next day, a decade, other witnesses had came forth and that they too had seen Oliver. Uh, however, he was never violent or malicious in nature. Uh, I would like to. He just na- was weird. Yeah, he was weird. He was just <laughs> this naked ass, huge, oily guy that was just running through town, stealing people's clothes and food. So this was a probably an everyday thing for you to see these oil barrels, but it would not have been an everything everyday thing to see these naked guys in these oil barrels, unless you lived in Hackensack, apparently. In the 1935 July 31st issue of the Record. A photo of a man appears um, that was arrested in March of 1921, um, and the man's name was Samuel Snyder, and he was described as a wild man. Now, his nails were over two inches long, hunted like an animal, and lived in the woods of Paramus and stole from the porch of his father's home. Now, he was listed as being in the state asylum at the Morris Plains, and the newspaper speculates that this man could be none other than the oily Oliver. Now, unfortunately, those suffering mental problems didn't really receive the help that they had needed in the time period. And I do believe that this may have just been a poor guy down on his luck um, who suffered mental problems that, again, didn't get the proper help that he had needed to help give him a normal life. However, at the same time, Oily Oliver may have been just a guy who liked to get naked and swim in the railroad oil barrels in the middle of the night of a full moon. Now, kind of like an um, oily naked werewolf, which is how they would try to describe him. Um, They even have like a picture of him listed, uh, the one that they had arrested. And literally, he is so creepy looking. He has really long hair, um, like in his beard. Um, I mean, it's like down to his chest. His nails, when I say they're two inches long, 
They literally look like a damn animal. It is so scary. Like, if I saw him in person, I probably would screech and run. He has talons. Yeah, that's literally what they are. Like, if he scratched you straight up, he could probably... He would probably cut your say, arm off. He would cut your arm off. Um, now, they said that um, that the guy, um, Snyder, that he may have just been a local hobo, um, or even they said that he might have been the local preacher who went crazy under a full moon, a.k.a. the werewolf preacher. Um, I don't think that we'll ever really know if that really was Oily Oliver, but the story for him is still pretty interesting. Um, I would love to know if the Samuel Snyder really was um, Oily Oliver, just because that would help put a few things that we had for like questions about like why is this person getting naked in the oil barrels and running around stealing people's clothes and food um or if like this person who got arrested just was someone who didn't take care of himself again aka a hobo um there are so many questions that went unanswered for that um, and it's sad that we don't actually know the full truth. So, Yeah, the photo that you can find of Samuel Snyder is found in the record, and it's the July 31st edition of 1935. You can go on newspaper com and find that. You can usually do like a seven-day free trial and then actually cancel it uh, before that seven days is up. Um, it's we a, do that a lot. Yeah, it's a great website to research anything. You can just type in Oily Oliver, and it will pop up that news article. That's what I did. Um, and basically I copied that story from the news article. Um, I was looking through New Jersey, just weird things and, and Oily Oliver popped up and I've been almost just, uh, enamorated with, uh, Oily Oliver ever since I've read about it, just because I thought that it was such an interesting story and I'd never heard anything like that. Uh, you know, I, I would like to mention also that this newspaper article, 1935, uh, is the telling of Oily Oliver. However, we noticed that the, the, the events took in 1917. So this actually could have been a completely made-up story because they did things like that in the newspaper back then just for publicity because that would have been, you know, what, 20, you know, 20 years later almost? Roughly. You know, 18 years later uh, that the, he would have been telling this story. But then again, it does say that other witnesses had seen him, and from what I had seen online, that people had continued to see Oliver or a man like Oliver up, you know, even a couple of years later, up to a decade year later, you know, later, 20 years later, they saw people that were like this. And, you know, we mentioned that people didn't get the help that they needed back then. Today we have, you know, different prescriptions and, and psychiatrists and things like that. Well, back then it really wasn't like that. You had either, you were either locked up in an asylum where they probed around in your head with, with the instruments and cut your head open and like mm. cut half of it out, you know, or they just let you, you know, left you in a closet somewhere. And that was, you know, it's sad to think about that. I mean, that's really true. And it wasn't even that long ago. Just think that's only been basically a hundred years less ago. Less than a hundred years ago. Yeah. From the telling of the story, it's less than a hundred years. And, uh, you know, today we have, you know, people are lucky that they have the, 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 the things that they can, uh, take or, uh, the help that they can get, unlike these guys back then that, you know, oh, Oily Oliver, he's just a crazy guy down the street that likes to get naked at night and jump on oil barrels. So I just thought that was an interesting story. And, again, if you've heard heard of Oily Oliver, if you have any experiences with naked up, oiled up guys down the street in the middle <laughs> of the night, give us an email at uh, nightshadeechoes at gmail.com. Also, I'd like to mention that you can find the story of Oliver uh, in my new book, 
the first one is available on Amazon. It's a chronological, or not chronological, it's alphabetical order uh, of states. So it starts with A and it goes through M because I didn't want the, the book to be 700 pages long. Because it would have been. It would have been 700 pages <laughs> long. I cut out stories. So this Oily Oliver is mentioned in the second half of this book uh, in New Jersey that has yet to come out. Uh, so I will link that when it's ready. And I will link the first book in the show notes. love to do an episode maybe once a week or so we have many 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 topics that we can do uh i'm i'm obsessed with aliens and bigfoot and the paranormal and folklore i love folklore uh things like you know scottish celtic you know american folklore leprechauns and elves and all that good stuff but uh that's the end of the show uh we would like to invite you to follow us on anchor under Nightshade Echo, as well as Facebook. And then uh, in the show notes, I will link everything there. And do leave us a review uh, and a like. That will help us out a whole hell of a lot. Uh, if you like things like this, please share it. You know, and, and we do appreciate it. Thank you and have a great night. See ya.